Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of Sneak Up. It's Pedestrian's podcast dedicated to all things art, music, dance, and all-around culture, sponsored by Platypus Shoes. My name is Jack, and I'm your host and your avatar for all the amazing conversations that we've been having here on the show. On today's episode, I'm joined by Sweden's own Tove Lowe. She's down under for Spotify's next season of Front Left Gigs, fresh off the back of her latest album, Sunshine Kitty, which has just come out. And she joins me right now. Tove, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> so you're here down under for Front Left, which is a Spotify gig named after their playlist of the same name. Mm-hmm. Is Front Left your go-to spot at a gig? You're like talking about... Um like, where do we meet? It's like, oh, yeah. left of, like, front of house, like, you know, stage left or stage right. Or no, no. So I usually, but I usually go um, front of house, like, kind of where the soundboard is. Yep. It kind of depends on who I'm going to see. But, yeah, I would say usually around front of house is where I park out. Is that because you just yeah. like to be right in the middle? I do, yeah. yeah like right. to be in the middle. But then you're like, you kind of can still, there's still space to dance. But mm-hmm. you can, like, f- hear and see and feel the full show, you know? Yeah, I get mm-hmm. that. Uh, what else are you doing while you're in town? I don't know. I went running this morning, ran to the opera house. It was very oh, beautiful. Nice. Um, and then we've gone to some really good dinners, went to Mr. Wong's, which is really nice. Cool. Shout outs. Um, <laughs> shout outs. Yeah. Uh, it was nice, actually. They they uh, gave us a ride back in a Rolls Royce, which I've, I've never been in a Rolls Royce before. So it was very unexpected and great. <laughs> Whoa. Like the Mr. Wong's Rolls Royce? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea they owned a Rolls Royce. I did, me neither. We were like, are we going to pay for this? Like, I don't understand what's happening. I'm like, no, no, it's on us. We're taking you back. I'm like, nice. <laughs> sure. Okay, sure. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> no way. Um, other gigs that you've been involved in recently, you were recently with NME's Girls to the Front series, mm-hmm. um, which was all about championing women and non-binary artists. Why do you feel events like that are so important? I think, you know... I think the dream is that, you know, one day we'll be one big community, but until there's full equality, there needs to be a support system for like um, LGBTQ community, for women in industries where they've been um, kind of pushed out of. And I think um, I see a big difference in like the last five years since I became, you know, an official artist, <laughs> you know, that like, um, I don't know, I see a lot of um, women supporting each other, um, shouting each other out, like collaborating on music and like there's not as much rivalry. It's more like, you know, we're stronger together. And um, I think that really helps. And it like, if you see, um, if you highlight women in the industry, um, it's going to inspire other girls and women to be a part of it. And I think that's really important to make it more of an equal place. For sure. Mm-hmm. There's been a really open conversation around bisexuality in the last few years, which you've also explored in your music. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's had any major impact on the public's view of you as a person? You know, it's had an impact for like why certain people maybe they won't choose to book me for something or you know like they want they, as the, the the crazy thing is like now it feels like if you talk about your sexuality you're being political and I think that's kind of like you wouldn't talk you wouldn't say that if I was just straight you know if I could be like I'm a straight woman or mm. oh she's so political you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and that bothers me because I feel like that shouldn't be um I just want it to be it's 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 something that's natural 
for me. So it shouldn't be seen always as a statement. It should just be taken with like, cool, okay, that's you, you know. And I think obviously there is this like um, wave now of of like it's it's popular to support um, this community, and I think uh, it's taken advantage of in a little bit. But then again, I'm like, okay, but all the support will also mean that it's um, seen and uh, and like uh, reaches people that normally would just write it off and like be, you know, I'm against it, that might make them a little bit more accepting. So, I don't know, I'm just kind of talking as I'm thinking here. <laughs> we all are, really. Yeah. <laughs> I guess um, it's sort of about normalizing it when yeah. it isn't normal. Like to, yeah, like it's a, like I love that um, I think a lot of my fans really, um, it's helped a lot of my fans that I've like, about me being open about my sexuality and that I love um, and I hope that soon it can just be, yeah, not seen as a statement but something that's just, you know, my natural being. For sure. <laughs> yeah. In sort of that conversation around sexuality within music, a lot of the time, I guess a word you could use is like people being explicit. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it's important for uh, women, non-binary and gender non-conforming people to be explicit in discussing their sexuality to normalize it or? I feel like you, it's only seen explicit because you're talking about like, when you're talking about same sex, sex, <laughs> you know, or like, same-sex love. It's like me just being quite blunt in my lyrics in general is, um, which I think is what you mean by explicit. Yeah. Like just yeah, yeah, yeah. openly about sex and like using um, profanity and stuff. <laughs> profanity, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in in Sweden, we don't censor at all. Like we don't, you'll hear fuck on the radio all day. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, it took a long time for me to like understand that this is like a word, like words that are... Uh, offensive but then I'm like to me it's like they're it's words that I that you use to enhance emotions and it can mean very different things depending on how you say them this isn't answering your question at all I'm realizing but I'm just I know it's, about it's all part of the same now. thing yeah. yeah and and I f and I feel like you know the way I, how how I kind of use like bitch in glad he's gone mm. you know I sing about like the do like he's a bitch with some expectations and then I say bitch I love you and it's kind of showing that you know the intention of the word matters more than the word like in some some ways of course there are obvious words that you stay away from mm. but like um me using certain words to like enhance another feeling or like you know there's obviously there's a positive way to use the word bitch and there's a negative way and like it's it's the uh, it's in the power of the person using it. And I think that is kind of something that, for me, is why I think all this censoring sometimes really, like, you know, can cripple the emotion of a song because, like, you have to sort of tone it down to not offend someone who's just decided that this word is a bad word. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does. Um, I've seen you say before that you felt as though you needed to be downcast to write, mm -hmm. but your most recent album, Sunshine Kitty, is comparatively more generally upbeat and brighter. What changed in your writing process or your life that led to that? I think I had, I think when I set out to do um, like this, Queen of the Clouds, my first album. I mean, it's my fourth album in five years. Mm -hmm. 
Cleaning the Clouds was, um, you know, you have your whole life to write your first record. And when I had, I set up this creative goal with Ladywood and Blue Lips, so like I'm gonna make, um, you know, a double album, I'm gonna make short films to all of it. I was going through some shit, <laughs> you know? And so I was working through all that while I was, you know, creating all this stuff. And when I was done, I felt like, oh, I came out the other side, like I, I, I did it, you know? And it was kind of this sort of, I felt like I had a clean slate in a way. And I think I finally also had like a second to take in everything that's happened in the last five years that I have been able to um, get used to what this life means, like finally gone to a place where like relationships in my life um, are back in a good place, you know, because it kind of, it doesn't matter how like much you think that like, you know, it's gonna stay the same with people around you, it kind of, it changes, you know? You don't see them as often, some people really can't handle, you know, um, being close to someone doing this and, and um, you know, being with someone who's in the spotlight and, and yeah, so I think there was like a combination of me just being in a common place in my life. I've been in a really good relationship for a couple of years and um, been living in the sunshine <laughs> in yeah. LA. Um, and yeah, I just felt, yeah, but mainly it was like creatively, I felt like I had a clean slate and that I could just like, okay, I don't know what's next for me. I'm just gonna play around in the studio and see what happens. And so I think it just feels more playful because of that in a way. The sunshine would help, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> More than I want to admit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I read that in your youth, you struggled with anxiety and with depression. Mm -hmm. What would you say to fans of your music that might be experiencing similar feelings? I think, um, well, it's difficult because, like, obviously, it's a very personal experience. So it's like how it felt for me was, what helped me was to have an outlet, like, Obviously, the music and like the creativeness r is really what worked for me. Um, so I think if if there's anything that like you can find that is your outlet for your emotions, because I feel holding it in and pushing it down never works. And I think a lot of the time you kind of get the advice of like you know focus on the positive and pick yourself back up. But like when you're depressed and when you're down, there isn't anything positive to grasp. You just everything has that gray wet blanket over it. So I think it's like kind of accepting that you're feeling these feelings and then telling someone close to you that you trust, I think is really important to kind of admit to the emotions, I think helps. It's like the first step to kind of get past them. We'll be back to our interview with Tovlo in just a moment. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. It goes without saying that everyone is always trying so hard to feel fresh. Whether that's thinking a new way, doing something differently or acting like someone they're not. But what if all it took was blazing your own trail? This is Sneak Up, a platypus shoes podcast dedicated to all kinds of people thinking like that. In moving on to something a bit more, I don't know, theoretical, I guess, <laughs> in like a conservative idea of what a good role model is, <laughs> you might not fit into that mold. No. <laughs> but what do you think makes a good role model? It's like this. I think all humans have all sides to them. Like there isn't just like this one way that you are and that you that you stick to and and people love putting you in folds and like this is how you are and this is what you're about and 
it frust then it frustrates you and there's like more sides in a way. Does that make sense? Mm. You know how it's kind of like, so it's and it's all about you know trying to find who you identify with and where you see yourself like or like where you see yourself where you want to be, and I just think a lot of the time role models are people that are like you know these kind of uh, law-abiding citizens who yeah. you know are nice and polite and are you know um uh behaves well and never makes mistakes and you know is always a good person never gets angry like is always poised and whatever that word means <laughs> like i think for me it's just kind of like i'm just gonna be i never said i was a role model but i'm always honest mm. and like i'm honest what i think and how i feel and um I'm not the most, you know, well-read person, but I know my like core values and sometimes I fuck up and some, and it's like this, I think mainly when we talk about role models, if someone is like seen as a party girl, especially if it's, you know, a woman, if it's a party girl, you can't look up to her because she's bad news, bad influence. Um, and I just think that I can be a party girl and still be deep and have, you know, um, I don't know, have something to say and be smart and like uh, be really good at my craft as a songwriter without, you know, instead of just, you know, it's easy, so easy to, I think really often people just write women off as soon as they do anything that's like seen as a bad girl move. And um, yeah, this is kind of just kind of old and boring. <laughs> True that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, pop music is for many music, which is really structured, really highly produced. The sound is really controlled. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, I think we're seeing more artists sort of record and perform in a way that's much more gritty. It's much mm -hmm. more unrestrained. Why do you think that that shift is happening now in 2019? Well, first of all, it's a lot. It's easier to make music. There's so many like kind of cool like i don't know i find i find that it's like uh you know all this you make everything on a laptop now just kind of straight and you don't need a lot of gear mm. so you can kind of just like set up and do it and i think there's always like a counter reaction when something's been too much one way for a long time there's always that like we get sick of hearing the same thing we need something to kind of shake it up a little bit so i think it's like a natural sway to that um and I think it's always, you know, perfection is just boring. So after a while, when things have been sounding too too polished, you know, there's always going to be like a counterpunch to that. Yeah, definitely. Mm. <laughs> you recently worked with Kylie Minogue. Mm -hmm. What did you learn from someone who's been in the pop game for basically forever? Oh, it's amazing to see that, you know, she's an icon and she is so charming and lovely and kind and you know professional passionate about music and I think when you're at that level you can kind of choose to be however you want and it's kind of amazing to see someone you know choosing that way yeah I mm. can't imagine Kylie Minogue being anything but any <laughs> no. of those things and I'm so glad that you said that <laughs> no fully oh my god what a relief <laughs> um collaboration seems to be a really big part of what you do aside mm -hmm. from Kylie you've worked with Lord and Nick Jonas um, do you prefer working solo or with a team? Um, 
I really like working with the team. I, I, I'm, I love having people around me. I'm kind of like a social puppy. Um, I always like tour with, um, you know, I'm very tied with my touring family. I'm very tied with people I write with. And I think, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the doing it all yourself has never really worked for me. Like I can definitely, you know, come up and like with a song and write a song that I like complete, but then I want to take it to someone to like finish the production or like do something to kind of get more influences in there than just my own, I think. And I think I grow more as a songwriter from working with other people. It really like, cause it, you just get inspired more. Yeah. Speaking of inspired, we've got this section on the show which is called shout outs. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like a, a time where you can let us know someone that you think is doing some really amazing things. It could be in, in music, in any other sort of art form. Mm -hmm. So is there anyone that you really want to shout out? Um, I want to shout out, um, I'm like, let me get my list of the hundred. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry <laughs> to spring that on you. No, no, no. Um, well, okay. I want to fir um, first of all shout out um, my uh, some of my like, you know, my family in, in LA, which is the Broods, um, yep. who I think, uh, I was a massive fan before I even became friends with them. Sure. And then they're the most lovely people in the world. I and interviewed them recently. Oh, they you did? Were amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just like, you know, Caleb has been my roommate for a while in oh, LA. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Georgia, they're, they're just like, we just click as people. And then I think they're some of the most amazing songwriters that I've, I've worked with and uh, just incredible musicians. And um, yeah, I think um, their last album, Don't Feed the Pop Monster, is amazing. Mm. Uh, and then I also want to shout out Harley Jones, who um, designed Sunshine Kitty. He's oh, this amazing. Cool. I got this done in Melbourne uh, a couple of days ago. So it's very crisp. Yeah, is it itchy yet? <laughs> uh, not really. I had that second skin thing put oh. on, which heals it way I've quicker. I've never used that. But so he's the one that designed um, Sunshine Kitty. And he's an amazing tattoo artist and uh, just has this fascinating story. Like his parents are illustrators and like he just got really, um, he's really good, just amazing illustrator and just like all the tattoos he's done, I just love. It's like this kind of dreamy cartoon world that yeah. is um, beautiful. So shout out, Harley. Yay, <laughs> cool. Um, now there's another section on the show that we do. You're wearing a pair of Vans here. Uh -huh. Is that your usual go-to? They're pretty bright. Um, my usual go-to is actually, uh, I have these pair of like glittery Converse that are like blue, red and pink and sparkle. And every time I like, I put heels on and then I'm like, no, and I just switch to those <laughs> instead. But yeah, kind of like bright sneakers. I really I feel enjoy. like it fits <laughs> with the sunshine kitty look yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> and so Tove, finally, what's next for you? What's next for me? Well, I'm gonna tour this album like crazy. Mm -hmm and um, make some more videos. And what else am I doing? Yeah, I think just keep creating, putting out music and touring the world. Just keeping busy, <laughs> yeah. staying in the sun. Yeah. Cool, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's over, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Well, that's it for another episode of Sneak Up. Tove had plenty to say on her craft and her idea of what being the role model truly means. And hopefully you got something out of it. Stay up to date with everything she's doing. Check her out on Instagram, at Tovlo. And to keep up with all things Sneak Up, be sure to follow Platypus at Platypus underscore Sneakers and Pedestrian TV at Pedestrian TV. As always, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the Pedestrian Podcast Network too. I'll be back in a fortnight. But till then, keep it sneaky.